Words matter. They can change the course of your day. Just listen. You are brave. You are stronger than you think. You have value, worth, and dignity. Don't you feel better already? Welcome to Speak Healing Words, the podcast. Join author and board-certified life coach Janelle Reardon as she opens a very important conversation about the power of our words. Hello and welcome to Speak Healing Words, the podcast. I am Janelle, your host for the special edition of our podcast. In light of everything that is happening in our world today, this COVID-19 pandemic, I just wanted to gather close to you, my community, and encourage your heart, and empower your mind, and embolden you with strength and courage. That is what this community is all about. So welcome. Pull up a seat. I'm going to take a deep breath because I've been running around and trying to get some things done for my dear mama, who now is in quarantine in her assisted living facility. So I have had to just do a lot of things to make sure she's safe and equipped and has all of the supplies that she needs. And so I just want to take a breath with you today. That These are all off the cuff. They are not scripted. These episodes are just my heart talking to your heart. So if there's some craziness about it. I apologize. Yesterday there was something going on with the the microphone, but today it just miraculously decided to be okay. So you know how that goes. Life is just kind of crazy right now. So what do we do? We calm the crazies. We become, as my favorite author Anne Morrow Lindbergh writes in Gifts from the Sea, We have to become, as women, the still axis in the center, in the center of our wheel of activities. So I want to read to you um, the quote, the words of Anne Mara Lindbergh, where this idea of the still axis in the wheel of activities came. She writes, the artist knows he must be alone to create the writer to work out his thoughts, the musician to compose, the saint to pray. But women need solitude in order to find again the true essence of themselves. Let me read that again. But women need solitude in order to find again the true essence of themselves, that firm strand which will be the indispensable center of a whole web of human relationships. That firm strand which will be the indispensable center of a whole web of human relationships. Ladies, that's us. Women, we are heart lifters. We stand in the center of our sphere of influences and like it or not, some days we like it more than others Right now, I have a feeling that many of you are in the midst of a chaos, new normal, quarantine situations where your kids are home, your husband's home working, you're home working, everybody's in the home, and that is just craziness. And it's crazy because it has just been put upon you so quickly. 
that that's really where the craziness is coming from because we've been through hurricanes, snowstorms, we've even had tornadoes in our area. We have had calamities, we've had 911, we've had so many calamities, we've had so many really tragic things happen, school shootings. But for some reason this COVID-19 pandemic is forcing us all to come home. Literally. To come inside of our houses and into our homes and everybody is in being enforced by this pandemic to stay inside and stay close to home and if you do go outside for any reason to have at least six feet between you and another person which is called social distancing so we're being forced into a situation we didn't ask for it came upon us suddenly and anything suddenly takes our breath away. It is out of the blue. And as I write in my book, Overcoming Hurtful Words, it's like a, a free fall from an airplane. And that's what trust to me is like a free fall. And I actually went and jumped and did a free fall to experience my own teaching, to understand that I was teaching it well. But when I got thrust into the blue skies of the unknown, Yes, I did have a tandem jumper on my back, but it was, it freaked me totally out. I thought I was going to die. We, we plummeted at 120 miles per hour in the free fall portion before he opened the little white parachute that slows you down. Well, in that 120 mile per hour seconds of a free fall, all I could think is, I'm going to die, 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 I can't breathe, I can't breathe, We're, I'm tossing. Uh, in somersaults and I'm freaking out and I really thought I really 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 thought I was going to die but then when he opened the little white parachute the little tiny one that slows you down and we slowed down and became upright and then he opens the big parachute everything became silent so all of a sudden I caught my breath and I thought oh And I talk all about my free fall experience um, in an earlier episode, which I can post on uh, Facebook and Instagram. I'll let you know which one that is if you want to learn more. Or you can read more about it in Overcoming Hurtful Words. Take the leap and trust in God. So right now you are really in a pandemic free fall. And everything's crazy. Everybody's home. You cannot get takeout rarely. Uh, so you're having to cook, you're having to have the kids under your feet. I get it. You're just in a free fall. So in the midst of that, I'm here to guide you and to help you because I've been there. I homeschooled for 14, almost 15 years. I chose that. I wasn't suddenly thrust into it. So I did make a choice, but it was a daily choice because it wasn't easy to have my kids home all day long with me and me be the primary educator. So I get it and I'm here to help you. So I learned all of these lessons in the middle of my own personal chaos. So Anne continues to say, you know, women, we will be the firm strand, which will be the indispensable center of a whole web of human relationships. Right now, dear friend, dear women, some men here, you're the center of the universe for this, your family, who your children who are experiencing what the heck is going on. She continues, she must find that inner stillness 
which Charles Morgan describes as the stilling of the soul within the activities of the mind and body so that it might be as be still as the axis of a revolving wheel is still. This beautiful image is to my mind the one that women could hold before their eyes. This is an end toward which we could strive to be the still axis, axis within the revolving wheel of relationships, obligations, and activities. Let me repeat that since I really destroyed the word axis. This is an end toward which we could strive. It's our goal to be the still axis within the revolving wheel, like a gerbil wheel, of relationships, obligations, and activities. Solitude alone is not the answer to this. And this is why I love the her words here, because I, I have been a student of the disciplines of solitude, stillness, and silence for at least 30 years now. <laughs> but she says to us, solitude alone is not the answer to this. Like, my mom is in complete and total solitude at 90, almost 93 years old. And that's enough to drive you crazy. And it has diminished her mental capacity because she's not engaging mentally and vibrantly with um, anyone. So solitude is not the answer to this. It is only a step toward it. A mechanical aid like the room of one's own demanded for women before they could make their place in the world. Now, Anne is writing in the 50s, I believe. Oh, boy, I might have that date wrong. Um, but I'll check it. The problem is not entirely in finding a room of one's own. The time alone, difficult and necessary as that is. And here's her her idea that I love. The problem is more how to still the soul, still, S-T-I-L-L, or how to calm the soul in the midst of the chaos, in the midst of its activities. In fact, the problem is how to feed the soul. So that's why I love that. And that's why for I, I use that quote in my first book, Rock Solid Families, Transforming an Ordinary Home into a Fortress of Faith, when I wrote a whole chapter on, basically on devotion and how that's a real pillar of a family. And in devotion, I talked about solitude and stillness and silence. And how at that time, boy, that was a long, long time ago. Uh, the book came out in 2007. So 13 years, but I'd been working on it for a good three, four years. So, you know, yeah, long time ago. I implemented in my homeschooling life 30 minutes of silence based out of Revelation 8.1, where it said all of heaven was silent for 30 minutes. And I thought, wow, that's interesting. Well, I studied Revelation 8.1 for, for a long time, <laughs> years probably. And I did a whole... I had, I had a dance studio at that time, so I did a whole concert called Treasures in Heaven, and uh, I had just been studying how on earth, well, if, if heaven was silent for 30 minutes, then heaven must have noise in it, and it was silent because God was getting ready to open this, a scroll that was going to have quite a powerful message in it, and he just needed everything to be quiet because this message was going to be incredible. You can read about that in Revelation 8. 
So I implemented this 30 minutes of silence to try to train my children. Okay, let's be honest. I really did it for myself because I needed some quiet time. <laughs> and so I implemented it actually for myself, but for my children to understand what it was like to have time where you're quiet, where you're not engaged, you're not talking. You have to learn how to be independent and you have to learn how to be with yourself and be alone with yourself. I did not require them. They were so little. I didn't require that they have a devotional or read or do anything. They could do whatever they wanted as long as they were quiet. I unplugged the... Uh, we had phones that hang, hung on the wall back then with uh, voicemails. And so I would unplug everything. No, there was no sound in the house at all. They could play with their Legos. They could do puzzles. They could read. They could draw. They could do whatever they wanted to do. But it just, they had to be alone in their room. And, and thankfully, they each had their own room. And they had to be quiet. There were days when, eh, they went 20 minutes and they're like, can we just play Legos together? And I'm like, yes, as long as you're quiet. But that practice developed, I believe, you'd have to ask my kids, my adult children, but I believe it developed within them a capacity to know how to feed their soul and to not depend on anything external to feed their soul. Now, we didn't have digital connection then. We did not have the internet. Well, we had the internet, but it was like dial-up. We didn't have laptops. We didn't have um, smartphones. No, it was the old dark ages. But we did have play, play, um, it was Game Boys. We did have some kind of electrical you know, stuff. But during that 30 minutes of silence every day after lunch, they weren't allowed to have anything like that. They had to learn how to actually be quiet and be still and learn how to feed their soul. And so, you know, I loved Dan Morrow back then and I had read gifts from the sea back then. So on Monday, we talked about remarkability and how remarkability is that incredible capacity that we have to be worthy of notice, because that's what remarkable means. And remarkability is just that development of personal value, where you know your value, you know your worth, you know your God-breathed dignity. That in Genesis 2-7, when God breathes his life into you, you received an endowment from God to live a eudaimonious, meaningful life. Eudaimonia in the Greek meaning living a meaningful life. Not a busy life, not an ego-driven life, but a meaningful, purpose-driven, as Rick Warren teaches, life. Remarkability is our capacity to develop that. It's an enlargement of our capacity and potential, which ultimately leads to the empowerment of intentional, meaningful living and significant influence. So we wanted to really evaluate what we were remarking in our lives because remarkable is just what are you doing in your life again and again and again? What are the habits? What are the practices? What are your um, ways of behaving and communicating with others, relationships, what are you remarking? Are you remarking anger, yelling, screaming, anxiety, worry, hate, judgment, shaming, et cetera, et cetera. So just listen to Monday. Tuesday, we went in and we started talking. Well, Monday, we also talked about resilience. Yesterday, we talked about rest and how rest in the Greek comes from anapaeo, and that means to collect strength. 
Once again, I more fully developed this study in Overcoming Hurtful Words, my, my recent book, Rewrite Your Story, in Practice 5, Collecting Strength, because rest means to recover or collect strength. So I challenged you yesterday, how do you collect strength in your soul so that when pandemics come, when crises happen, because they will, if you are on empty in your soul and spirit and mind, if your mind is so confused and stressed and overwhelmed and operating out of the amygdala, the fight, flight, freeze, if you have unresolved childhood trauma or traumas and you are living in a hypervigilant state, you do not know how to relax, you do not know how to have a calm nervous system. Well, you're in the right place. That's what we're talking about. And this pandemic, if we're living out of that situation, the sympathetic nervous system, the flight, fight, flight, freeze state, then we are overwhelmed. And so here today, we're reviewing that it's critical that we understand the power of resilience, one of the greatest human tenets for success. Resilience is that ability to bounce back from a difficult situation. Spiritual resilience adds the component that, um, I'm gonna read this one because I found this definition. Oh, where'd it go, where'd it go? Well, I'll find, uh, find it later, but anyway. Spiritual resilience is that ability and that capacity, so it can be learned, of how to bounce back from difficult situations, circumstances, relationships, hurtful words, etc. But not only bounce back, we bounce back with a deeper understanding, a deeper mindfulness, a deeper capacity in our mental intelligence to have a deeper understanding of ourselves and of God. So today I want to just quickly and shortly, because I've gone long the other, other two days, today I want to introduce a concept that I created during this Be Remarkable study that I completed in 2005, and it's the resources. It's right in my resource page on JanelleRearden.com if you want to have a hard copy or a digital copy. It's, it's right there. You can just get that and follow along and do your own study because I'm really only skimming the surface here. But I went ahead and, re and developed the concept of rest and resilience into something I coined as restilience. R-E-S-T-I-L-I-E-N-C-E. -E -E. Restilience in my study and in my own life, personal growth and development is a God-given endowment and enlargement of physical, emotional, and I should add mental and spiritual capacity to face personal, family, church, and work struggles from a sacred place of collected strength. Let me repeat, restilience. So as I 
dig deep into my, my soul work, my mind work, I can call upon this restilience in the face of pandemics, difficulties, hard, hard times. Restilience is a God-given endowment. And you know, I believe that God breathed into us in Genesis 2-7 when he created you, when he thought in his mind, it is time to bring this beautiful human being to this family for such a time as this, that he breathed into you absolutely every ounce of his nature because he says we were made in his image. So when God breathed into us, he gave us, he endowed us with absolutely everything we need to make it in this world. He absolutely breathed into you a capacity to overcome difficult pandemics and quarantines and panic buying, etc. He breathed into you the capacity to overcome, and you fill in the blank in your life. You possess it. Do you hear me? It is in you. You've got this. Oh, I'm getting excited and I'm probably yelling in your ear. You've got this. Just say that to yourself right now. I got this. I got this. Yeah, I'm in the free fall right now. I'm spinning. It's crazy. It's, it's really a whirlwind, but I'm going to find my new normal. My home is going to come in order. I'm going to find it. It's going to come. I believe and declare that today is going to be better than yesterday. I believe and declare I am stronger every day of this pandemic. Mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. Now that's an intention to write down. I'm going to do that. That's good. That's good, Janelle. Yay. Woo. Can I get an amen here? <laughs> oh, that's the hard part of a podcast is I can't hear, hear back from you. And I love that. So we have this God-given endowment and enlargement of physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual capacity to face our personal struggles from a sacred place of collected strength. So my friend, how are you collecting strength? Remember that I believe a woman's greatest gift to everyone in her sphere of influence, and men too, is your emotional health and well-being. I believe that is the foundation of a spiritually mature, spiritually authentic life. I truly believe emotional health undergirds every, everything in our life. If I am not emotionally healthy and I have toxic, unhealthy, trauma-informed behaviors and communications, that is going to affect everyone in my sphere of influence. So we have to work and develop and practice healthy, healthy, healthy. Consider the threefold cord of resilience training and the result will be restilience. Spiritual. Simple daily practices where you, my dear friend, collect strength. Remember, when you collect strength, you are putting rest into your soul. And that leads to a heart of rest. And a heart at rest is a heart at its best. Mental is daily minute-by-minute choices to transform emotion-driven behaviors. And emotions are off the chart right now. 
We have to possess and call upon God to help us have emotional regulation, which is just self-control in the Bible. Learning that to feel our emotions, to experience them, but not to let them control us. Not to let them possess us. We are in control. Emotions are God-given, yet we are not to be ruled by them. Here we pray for the fruit of the Spirit, especially self-control. Eventually, spiritual maturity will unfold and we will possess emotional regulation. I'm a case in point. Believe me, if I can move into this kind of wholeness and freedom, you can. And then physical, continued strategic, intentional development of what I like to say are the nine practices in overcoming hurtful words, which is just collecting strength. Um, learning to move through and pray with the process that we're going through, waiting for peace. You can read all about that in Overcoming Hurtful Words. So I just want to leave you today with the challenge to collect strength today, to consider um, calling upon God to help you dig deep into the resilience that he breathed into you when he breathed life into you, you might not be feeling resilient. You might not feel like you're bouncing back. Well, when you're getting strong in the resilience muscle realm, it sometimes doesn't feel that way, but all of a sudden you will develop the strength. It's just like when you go into a, a physical gym and you can't lift a 10-pound weight, you can only lift two pounds. Start somewhere. Lift one pound today. And just know that God will meet you right where you are. That when you say to him, God, please give me a resilient spirit today. Help me collect strength however I do that. Whether it's letting the kids run around outside in the yard while you sit on the, the porch and just drink a hot cup of tea or let the sun. Today I was getting gas and I just, the sun broke out and I just stood in the sunlight and I allowed that sun to just soak into me and I just took a deep breath. I collected strength while I was pumping the gas. That's how it looks. That's what it is on a daily basis. So check in with me, please, over on our private Facebook page and be a part of our Stronger Everyday Heartlifting online community. Meet me on Instagram and subscribe to this podcast. And please, if you would, leave a review. We want everyone in this pandemic to understand how they can move through this from a remarkable, resilient, restilience, rested place. And I will see you tomorrow. Have a blessed day. Thanks for listening today. It was great having you here. For even more great content and conversation, please join the Speak Healing Words community at JanelleReardon.com. 